and welcome to We'll Figure It Out Later, our small corner of the infinite void of knowledge that is the internet. We're so excited to have you here. And welcome to our first ever episode. <laughs> so excited. Okay, so here's a little bit about what our podcast is going to be like. It's going to be us, just two haha teens, <laughs> very quirky, <laughs> very trendy. Um, we're just going to be talking about true crime or mysterious events that make us want to make a podcast episode. Yeah, and basically it's just us talking about generally spooky things that have caught our attention recently. So today we're going to be talking about who put Bella in the witch elm. It's April 18th, 1943, Worcestershire, England, and four teenage boys are walking through Hagley Woods, so they're on an estate of some guy named Lord Cobham. Cobham. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're trespassing, but they have their dogs with them, and they want to do some, like, hunting to take their minds off the war, like World War II is happening right now, so they're like, hey, let's go, let's go shoot some animals. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the boys sees, sees a witch elm, and he just decides to climb it just to see if there's a nest to, I don't know, eat, like, eat the eggs or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, when he looks down the hollow trunk, he sees something white, and he pulls it out, and he sees eye sockets staring back at him. Imagine, you're just with the boys, you're with the boys, and you find a skull. <laughs> Um, so he thinks it's an animal skull, but then he sees human hair on it and, like, human teeth. So they just got out of there and just agreed to forget about it, and they made, like, a pact to not say anything about it ever. Of course, one of the guys snitches to his parents. Little, little snitch. Ugh, ruin all the fun. Gotta tell them about the dead body in oh, the man. tree. <laughs> what a downer. So <laughs> the parents call the police, and the area is, like, sectioned off. And they search the tree, and they find a skeleton with a hand missing. And they find the hand bones, like, scattered around outside of the tree with a cheap imitation gold ring and size five-and-a-half crepe-sold shoes. I thought crepe was, like, paper. It is. There's, like, crepe paper. But they're not paper shoes. That's what I was imagining. Like, little elf shoes made out of purple paper. But crepe is a kind of rubber, apparently. So just, oh. like, just <laughs> FYI. You know what? I was imagining, like, the, the breakfast... So I'm a little mm, disappointed. Pancake now. shoes. <laughs> so scraps of poor quality clothing are on the bones, and there's taffeta fabric in her mouth, so they think she was suffocated. Because, like, unless she just wanted to eat some taffeta. Yum. <laughs> Tasty. Just a crumb. <laughs> <laughs> so the medical examiner... <laughs> The medical examiner concluded she was 35. She had some jacked-up teeth in her upper jaw, light brown hair, um, and she was five feet tall, so she was kind of a short woman. Um, <laughs> very short. He also said that she had given birth to one child in her life, and she had been dead for about 18 months, so kind she was sucks. dead. Kind of that I, I know. Technology. Technology. She had died around October 1941. So she couldn't have, like, accidentally fallen in, because you'd have to climb up the tree and then go in. And, like, crawling into a tree is too bizarre to be, like, killing yourself. You know so, what? It happened to the one girl in God's Not Dead. What? She, she oh, yeah. Not God's Not Dead. Wait, was it? Yeah. yeah or the one was, religious movie. It was the she, one about the, the girl with the feeding tube. Yeah, she, like, hit her head, and then she, like, the illness was gone. That Crazy. was her, except God didn't love her. I'm joking. I'm joking. 
put in the tree before rigor mortis, which is like when your muscles get stiff after you die, because otherwise she wouldn't have fit. Um, and it only takes an hour or two for rigor mortis to set in, so she was probably killed really close to the tree. Okay, so no dentist recognized her teeth pattern and no missing persons reports matched her description. So they looked at the shoes because that's pretty unique. Like, I don't think I've ever heard of crepe sold shoes. But maybe I just don't, I'm not into shoes You're like that. Trendy enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were traced to Waterfoot Company in Lancashire, and investigators were able to find the owners of almost all but six pairs. So they found all the owners. Wild. The shoes had been sold from a market stall in Dudley. And at this point, it's kind of a dead end. Like, there's nothing really else to do with that. And the war, there, there's a war. So they're just kind of like, eh, we can, like, put this in a box on a shelf for a little while. But then, six months later, um, on Christmas of 1943, the message, Who put Lubella down the witch elm? Question mark. was appear appeared in chalk on the side of a house in Old Hill. And this was the first time she was given a name. And in the months that followed, more messages appeared, all in the same handwriting. So someone's very dedicated. And he's eventually... Ready. What? He's ready to get caught. He, he's eager. He did it for bored. <laughs> just for laughs. Just, just for giggles. So eventually they all had the same wording, the infamous, who put Bella in the witch elm? So the police tried to track down the graffiti artist, but they turned out no they turned up nothing. So I guess he wasn't that <laughs> ready to get caught. He's like, is the Zodiac blueprint? Is the Zodiac killer wanted to be? Oh my gosh. He wishes, he wishes he could be whoever killed Bella. <laughs> So, new messages appeared in the late 40s asking the exact same question, and it sparked a few theories to try and answer it. So, the first was that Bella was the victim of a black magic ritual. Oh, spooky. So, anthropologist Professor Margaret Murray said that Bella's hand had been severed and the bones had been scattered. Um, there's her, all this happening, her hand being cut off and the bones being scattered, mirrored in a cult ritual called the Hand of Glory. By the way, I want to talk about Professor Murray. She's really cool. She's called the Grand Old Woman of Egyptology and the Grandmother of Wicca, and she was the first woman to publicly unwrap a mummy. Nice. I love this woman. Okay, anyways. Oops, sorry. Okay. Um, so traditionally, this ritual involved pickling the hand of a hanged criminal or mm. the... <laughs> Some yummy criminal hand. It has the same energy as that one Zack and Cody movie where they were like eating the weird orange peel. No. Like, Whose grandmother loves their fingers? And like I just think about that like sometimes. <laughs> pickled yeah. pickled criminal hand. It's good on sandwiches, I imagine. <laughs> so it was quote the hand that did the deed, and they would create a candle from the fat of the criminal and put the candle in the hand. Oh my god. How do you even I don't even want to know. Never mind. Yeah. I don't want to know. How. I mean I don't want to know, but like I kinda I kinda do want to know what it smells like. Ew. I think it smells like. Ooh. I know what bacon fat smells like, but that smells like bacon. But like butter doesn't really smell like anything and that's animal fat. Right, that's true. No, butter's like milk. I mean, I'm not saying that we should cut off the hand of a criminal. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which criminal? Which criminal? Someone who deserves it. The Zodiac Killer. Yeah. We're going to find the Zodiac Killer exclusively. That's the cut whole off podcast. It's like just us subtly like, 
<laughs> Just so we could take his hand. Zodiac Killer, if you're listening, we're coming for your hand. <laughs> we're gonna pickle and eat it. <laughs> With a candle on top. How's that? Alright, so... It's said that this candle would only give light to the holder and could open any door. So, Murray said that Bella's case was connected to another case potentially involving witchcraft. This was the murder of Charles Walton, who was stabbed and pinned to the ground with his own pitchfork <laughs> in the nearby village of Lower Quinton. It was also noted that the plant... <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's also noted that the plant Belladonna, which is also known as Deadly Nightshade, possibly where Bella came from and Witch Hazel are both associated with the occult, and according to local legend, so is Hagley Woods. So the fact that Bella was entombed inside a tree as opposed to being buried indicated a ritualistic slaying, also according to Professor Murray. I don't know, I think I kind of trust this woman. Yeah. Grand old woman of Egyptology. Love her. What an icon. So the theory is that Bella was killed for wronging a coven, and is a, this is a favorite theory of many people, just because it's, I feel like people love to pin it on the occult, like the satanic panic kind of thing. McCarthyism. <laughs> <laughs> the pasta fairies. <laughs> They're flying spaghetti monsters. Uh, okay. Investigators dismissed this theory, saying that the bones from Bella's hand had been scattered by animals. Yeah, definitely do. Sure. Yeah. Excuses. So. The raccoon just. Yeah, just, just the, just the hand. So another identification comes from a man named Warwick Plant. <laughs> Unlucky. His mother owned a pub called the Crown. Crown. The Crown. The Crown. Mm. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Did you know that there's, like, this whole theory that that the Kardashians were cursed by a witch and that's why they're famous for nothing? No, really. I think I've heard that before. I mean, to be fair, I don't know what I have to do, but, like, <laughs> what do I have to do? I want to get cursed by a witch. I'm on my way. <laughs> I want to be famous. I don't I want to be all the... rich and have no problem exactly. to be able to commit war crimes, basically. I want to just make my own brand for fun. Yeah. Okay. Warwick Plant, his mom, pub the crown. She befriended a small woman, ooh, Bella, small, who came into a pub. She was asking to sing and play the piano for money. So the woman says her name is Bella and says that before World War II, she was touring, touring Europe with a concert party but came back to Britain once the war started. She said she sings at another pub called The Mitre, and Mrs. Plant gives Bella a pair of two-tone crepe-soled shoes to replace Bella's extremely worn ones. I mean, Bella, shoes, it's all there. So Warwick says he saw Bella working in a field near Hagley Wood with a man he didn't recognize. Um, after that, Bella comes back multiple times to the crown, but on her last visit, she had bruises and a black eye, she said, came from her landlord. And after that, she's never seen again. Woo. Miss Plant sent Warwick to look for her several times, but he never found her again. He does see the man who was working in the fields with Bella, but he doesn't approach him because he is described as rough-looking and he was afraid of a, quote, thumping. <laughs> That was his exact words. Uh, you know what? Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Warwick joins the Royal Air Force, but doesn't learn about um, the woman called Bella, 
who's in the tree until 44. Um, he goes to the police, but get this, this is the part that, ooh, his lead is not followed up and he's never interviewed. He was never interviewed. That, ugh, so annoying. Okay, the final theory was that Bella was a spy. We start to derail a little bit here. Oh. So several German spies were captured in the UK during World War II. So a newspaper received a letter from, quote, Anna of Claverly, as she claimed. Nice. <laughs> nice. Anna said that Bella was a member of a spy ring seeking to uh, get information about the location of local munitions factories that the Luftwaffe could target. I don't think I said whatever Luftwaffe is correctly, but... Luftwaffe. <laughs> don't come after me. <laughs> Quote, Anna was actually Una Mossop. Imagine, why, why would she change her name that yeah. much? Una Mossop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said that her Royal Air Force pilot husband, Jack Mossop, had witnessed Bella's death. Allegedly, Mossop had become involved in a spy ring along with a Dutchman called Van Ralt. So one night, Van Ralt and a woman Mossop believed to be Bella picked up Mossop in his car, and shortly after, Van Ralt strangles the woman, allegedly because of her spy associations. <laughs> Another version is that Mossop and Van Ralt were drinking at a pub with Bella when she passed out. So they were like, yeah, oh. we need to teach her a lesson. And they put her in a tree. And then, like, the theory is that she woke up, couldn't get out, and died. Nice. But then, like... Actually? Maybe, but then why would she have fabric in her mouth was the, like, the rebuttal to this. Because I feel like if I woke up... Ugh, that'd be horrible. Imagine being at a pub with, your, with the guys, with the boys, and then you wake up in a tree... <laughs> I feel like the first thing I do is take fabric out of my mouth. You know? Yeah. So, I don't I don't think that one's true. But, I don't know. So, Jack Mossop died before Bella's body was discovered, but he had recurring nightmares of Bella's skull stuffed inside the tree, and that led to his mental breakdown. I feel like that's that's a little bit too on, on the money to not be true. Van Ralt was never found, and Mossop's theory is regarded as hearsay. Mm. So, later, declassified files revealed that a German spy named Joseph Jacobs was captured after breaking his ankle while parachuting nice. in 41. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. When he was arrested, there was a photo on him of a German actress and cabaret singer, Clara Beryl. I think I said her last name wrong. I'm not one for it's pronunciations. Fine. You know what? Your, your new name is Beryl. I don't care that it's B-A-U-E-R-L-E. <laughs> it's Beryl now. So, Jacobs told his interrogators that Beryl was his lover and that the Third Reich had in recruited her as a spy. So, Beryl had apparently parachuted into the West Midlands at in 1941 and disappeared. Gone. Vanish. Out of here. So... Joseph Jacobs was executed by firing squad, unlucky, in 41. So they thought Clara was Bella, but she couldn't have been Bella because she was 5'10 and Bella was 5'. And Clara Beryl died in a Berlin hospital in 1942. Mm. So the biggest speculation right now is that Bella lived a transient or high-risk lifestyle. 
BBC Radio 4 believes that Bella was a sex worker who worked the streets around Hagley Wood. Um, locals pointed out the fact that a group of Romani people had traveled and camped out near Hagley Woods during 1941. Sure, pen it on the Romani. <laughs> ah, we love some good old-fashioned racism. Mm. <laughs> Another suggestion was that Bella was a local barmaid who had been killed by an American GI. So, here's... Here's what irks me. I feel like in a lot of cases, we see that like people who live like quote high risk lifestyles, like sex workers or whatever, are like they're pushed to one side when they're victims of like murder because they're like, oh, well, they chose to live this lifestyle, so it's their fault. Right. Like it they still got serial killed, or Bella didn't get serial killed, but they still got murdered. Yeah, they're still dead. And they're still dead. Their case off. Like, oh, she was a prostitute. Well, yeah, her life didn't have any less value. Right, exactly. Oh, I don't get it. Like, so she's stupid. She still deserves justice. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. That's the bell. That's the bell. <laughs> <laughs> she still deserves justice, and that's not exactly. an excuse to stop looking. So. The most probable hypothesis, in my opinion, is that Bella was a homeless woman who just had no loved ones to report her missing, and she just kind of fell through the cracks. I think Warwick knew Bella. I think the fact that there was a short woman called Bella who had two-tone crepe-soled crepe shoes, that's too, that's too much. But also, like, the, the guy who was, like, saw her skull in a tree, I was like, ah, went crazy. Very, very, very sus. Maybe it was both. Maybe Warwick knew her, and she was a spy. Maybe they both knew her. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Solved. Sorted. No. Coven spy. She joins a coven a spy witchcraft thing. Warwick knew her, and the witch spies killed her. I, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> I think that she's probably a witch. And she was friends with Warwick and his mother. And his mother may have yeah. also been a witch. And they must have been, they could have been, like, vibing together. Like, oh my gosh, his mother you're right. And then, um, the dude, the military guys, like, had just probably drugged her. And then tied the cotton or the cloth in her mouth so tight that she couldn't get it off. But it wasn't, like, around her head. It was, like, in her mouth. Oh, it was just, like, in it? Yeah. It was just I like, thought it was around. Oh. No. I don't... I think it... No, I don't think she was... Okay, okay, okay. So they say, like, the whole theory was that she was still alive when they put her in a tree. Wait, like, no. Genuinely... Do you think in her mouth meant, like, like... Right there. I thought that it meant, like, she was... Okay, like, okay. Yeah. Then that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, but it could also be that she wasn't alive when they put her in there. Like, maybe uh, they, like, hit her head too hard and they just didn't know she was dead. Or maybe they put her in the tree because she was dead. Right. Um, I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well, that's the episode. That's the episode. <laughs> that's it. So, um, I, you can email us if you want to suggest our topic for next episode, although we have next episode picked out. I won't tell you what it is. Surprise. <laughs> but future episodes, email us. Um, we also have a website and a Facebook page and a Facebook group for discussions. I'll link those all in um, the description of the episode. 
So, W. W. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. And if you enjoyed, uh, make sure to come back next week for our second episode. W. I think we should have a catchphrase at the end. Like BuzzFeed Unsolved. You know how Ryan Vergara is like... Not welcome to Chili's. <laughs> I love Ryan Vergara every time he's like, this case will remain unsolved. I think ours should be don't be mean. Don't do crime. Don't be mean and don't 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 be mean and don't do crime. I'll say don't be mean, you say don't do crime. Don't do crime. Right. Yeah. Don't be mean and don't do crime.